Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slasher, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. My name is Stormy. And I'm Adrian. <laughs> My God. Welcome to spooky season. Ooh. I'm going to fucking kill you, you little bitch. <laughs> what if I did the whole episode like I was possessed? Just to get us into the spirit. I mean, it would be f- fitting, I guess. Uh, I'm going to do that one day. When we review The Exorcist. I just imagine you in the middle of a sentence, be like, yeah, and then we fucking died. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed this part. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> um, happy October. Yay. Wow. We made it to our second October of Slasher. I'm very excited for this month. Oh my God. Me too. Um, I have a voice this week. Yay. Good job. I'm sure y'all missed me. Yeah, I was <laughs> so devastated. I couldn't, I couldn't. I hate hearing my Stormy sound so sad and so sick. I couldn't do. Dude, I wasn't, I was convinced my voice wasn't coming back. I was nervous there for a second as well. Because she was sounding rough for like at least almost two weeks. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. And now every every day at work, I'm just like, this could be the day. This is the day that I push my nodules too far. <laughs> no, yeah, not me being a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> we Just, have to switch to video because I'm going to learn sign. And I'm going to talk shit to every single one of you. Yeah, we got. We'll start video sometime soon. You know, uh, but October. not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not today. I don't. Not today. Both of us sitting here just mm, not not feeling great. It's scary. It would work for horror content. Because. <laughs> it would. Yeah. We honestly look so frightening that if you saw us, it would probably 10,000 more downloads if we if they saw what we looked like. Oh, it's that scary. It's that scary. Speaking of that, uh, we recently surpassed 10,000 downloads. We did. You're on Slash Her. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you guys. Claps for you guys. Um, it happened, quite honestly, a while ago. Um, so we're going to get a giveaway put together just to, of course, um, celebrate. We'll post about it on the social medias once it gets to that point. Um, but give us some time because, as you know, we take our time with doing anything. So let us get it all figured out. And we're definitely going to be able to, you know, we definitely want to give back to you guys for helping us reach that milestone. We're like literally so appreciative of it. And yeah. I can't believe we've been downloaded 10,000 times. I wonder how many times that's me downloading us. At least 5,000 are from me. So it's just me and you. Right. Yay us. Honestly. Whatever. Imagine. If that's how it is, if that's how it is. <laughs> If it's just me repeating or listening to our episodes on repeat, then, you know, so be it, I guess. I think we're funny. As long as we're having fun, whatever. But honestly, October, even though we missed a week, we still have so much going on. Right. It's going to be a crazy month. Spooky season month, obviously. Um, And this month, I mean, we're going to just be tackling, obviously, a whole bunch of movies that center around Halloween. I mean, Halloween's a holiday where... Horror thrives, it lives. There's literally so many horror movies that are themed around Halloween. So we're going to tackle a few of them this month. We're also going to be tackling some creepypastas this month because, quite honestly, creepypastas are like some of the scariest things to me on the internet. So I think it's going to be a great month. I've been waiting a whole year for a creepypasta episode, so hopefully it hits the way that I'm imagining. Oh, it's going to be a good time. 
people, I'm sure people, I mean, people eat up creepypastas, obviously. Like they're, you know, they hit mainstream there for a little bit in like 2010 and, you know, for a few years after that, like people are really into them. So I think it's going to be great. I mean, it was literally one of the ideas that we had like at the very beginning of the podcast. So we've had it on the schedule several times and it just doesn't work out. And this time it's working out. So hopefully like this is the one that it's supposed to work out. I don't know, manifestation type shit. It feels right, to be honest. This month feels great. I feel warm and tingly because it is Halloween season. Like it's where all of us depressed Halloween loving bitches thrive. Mm. And it's going to be a great month. I cannot wait. We get to hang out and go see a very important movie. Which has already been muted on my Twitter timeline. I will. Oh, same. I, I also I muted Twitter. I muted uh, Scream today. Did you? Because I was I got nervous. Do you not want to watch the trailer? I don't. I don't know if I do or not. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Because listen, what is happening as of recording? Uh, this upcoming Sunday, October tenth, uh, is they're having a lot of. Uh, it's going to be an anniversary for Scream. There's an anniversary screaming at a lot of theaters across the country. Um, so it's going to be playing in a lot of theaters. I'm going to try to find tickets here in Vegas. I haven't like, looked around yet. But this Sunday also, during that screening is when they're going to start releasing. And they'll probably post it to the internet too, because obviously. But that's when they're going to start out rolling, or start rolling out the trailer. So I want nothing more than to go to probably a very early matination week of Scream on Sunday and be able to see the trailer for Scream 2022 right before I watch the original. So that's my plan. That's what I'm aiming to do. And I'm so excited. Like, you have no idea. Like, we have been talking about Scream, well, the new version of Scream. Scream Since we started. Since we started. So Like, like episode two, probably. Honestly, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but uh, uh, Problematic. <laughs> but yeah, it's honestly been something that we've talked about for so long. I mean, it's obviously my favorite horror movie. Right. And uh, like- I, I have Ghostface tattooed on my thigh. Like we care about- <laughs> Ghostface is God here on Flashers. Oh, so. I pray to Ghostface. It's that kind of vibe here. So it's a big deal. And I can't wait for this trailer to drop. But yeah, a big month. Big things are happening. It's going to be a blast. I'm so excited to get into every single movie that we're talking about this month. Because I think they're all pretty wild. I think we have some like wild choices. And we do have a couple of um, guest spots on other shows coming out this month. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good month. It's a good, a good spooky good season. Month. I can't wait. I was going to ask you if you've... Uh, Spent any of your spooky season watching any good movies? Uh, honestly, I have not watched too many movies thus far, but I did catch Shutter's Super Special or uh, the Shutter Special for Avira. Um, and that was the first time that I had ever seen Avira Mistress of the Dark. Obviously, my way we were away <laughs> when the news came out about Elvira, our oh, queen, yeah. our queen, Elvira. Uh, our queer icon, Elvira. I mean, listen, growing up, Elvira was always somebody that just appealed to me. Like, obviously, just the aesthetic and just the campy nature and just the breasts, the big hair. I mean, she was doing drag before I knew what drag was. And everything about her was just iconic to me. I had never watched any of her movies. I hadn't watched any of her, like, specials. But obviously, she was so well-known that, like, I, I'd, I'd seen her on so many different things. I would still see her on commercials. She would uh, be 
be in the pinball machines at the arcade. Like she was everywhere. And I was obsessed. I've always loved her. But just to kind of hear now, obviously, that she has been dating a woman for the last 19 years is so insane. It's so beautiful. Uh, and yeah, it was a delight to partake and watch that movie for the very first time after the news, just because of the campiness of it and just the over-the-top nature. It just, it holds a place in my queer heart now. So I enjoy it immensely. Oh, cute. You, have you watched anything spooky? Uh, not anything spooky. I did watch two terrible movies. Um, I watched The Guilty and The Lie. Uh, they're both very fucking bad. Please do not give any uh any money to either of these movies. Uh, The Guilty is Jake Gyllenhaal's new movie. Uh, it just came out on Netflix where it's a detective that has quote unquote been demoted to dispatch. And um, I don't know if we've really talked about like my career. Here on the podcast um, <laughs> for good reasons but, <laughs> but uh just it doesn't put a good light on dispatch Interesting. and like i mean it doesn't put a good light on police either not that there is a good light <laughs> right <laughs> so i don't know it's just it's not a good movie um it does speak on like judging people from like face value, if that makes any sense, like judging the situation too quickly, which I think a lot of uh, police do. So it speaks on that issue, but it's just a shitty movie. Don't waste your fucking time. Like what the fuck? And then the lie is it's an older, I mean, it's not older, but it's not a new release. Um, And it's about like this girl murders her friend and her parents decide to cover up for it. And, uh, once again, a terrible fucking movie. So yeah. Where's that one at? Um, the Guilty's on Netflix and The Lie is on Amazon. Interesting. Okay, I have heard of The Guilty. I can't like write the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. I've heard of that one. I haven't. It didn't like spike my interest in any way. So that definitely doesn't. Jake Gyllenhaal's hot is the main reason. I was just like, he oh. also stinks apparently. So there's that. Okay, so does Ashton Kutcher. So. I, I mean, I remember when that discourse came out and like, I definitely understand like, you know, the aspect of like, please shower, but also like, musk doesn't bother me too much, to be quite honest. I will shove my nose into some sweaty balls any time of the day, just because it kind of like gets me going. Right. If I'm rich, you can't tell me anything. I don't care also if I smell that. I don't care if I smell like a steaming bowl of diarrhea. Like I could pay for your tuition. By lifting my pinky. <laughs> he probably just has like a whole machine where he just like presses the button and like just zaps him clean and he just like moves on and forgets <laughs> he just has a UV sanitizer. Yeah, probably. He just walks through it. But yeah, he is still just so delicious, but I still won't watch that movie. So uh, yeah, please don't give it your time of day. Well, and I looked on face on Facebook. I looked on Twitter trying to see like if maybe it was just me being like salty, but uh and everybody loves it. Why? Why does everybody love movies that I hate? Am I just that bitch? Or maybe. I don't... <laughs> maybe it's like the inherent feeling of just wanting to be different. But I didn't even look up what people <laughs> thought beforehand. Because fair <laughs> enough, like I always we've talked, I mention it a lot. Like I want to like things that people like. And but uh 
so that would make sense that like my subconscious like be different bitch and hate this movie but i didn't uh i didn't see anybody's precursor like thoughts to seeing it so honestly i am always like i'm like just like standing like how you feel who cares really what people say because i mean with movies and tv and all of this again like i'm sure we probably said it a million times but like it's up for interpretation so if it just doesn't vibe with you or if it's just not something that you're feeling then oh well like you don't have to explain yourself too much i mean we have a podcast so i guess we do when the movie watch these movies <laughs> but more times often than not it's like who cares speaking of not liking movies welcome to the night of the demons episode where i absolutely shit on the movie we're watching Mm, let's get into it because quite honestly i am so excited to talk about this with you uh night of the demons 1988 is probably one of my favorite 80s horror movies and stormy feels differently so let's go ahead and just dive into it our first of many halloween themed spooky movies this month and let's go ahead and jump in Hey everybody, so if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, we are back, and this week we are discussing the 1988 film Night of the Demons, which was originally released on October 14th, 1988. It was made on an estimated budget of about $1.2 million. It made a worldwide gross of about $3.1 million. It has a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes, very respectable, and was directed by Kevin Tenney. The cast is pretty stacked, and by that I mean like there's just a lot of people here. Kathy <laughs> Caldwell is Judy, Alvin Alexis is Roger, Hal Evans is Stooge, Allison Barron is Helen, Linnea Quigley, iconic, is Susan, Billy Gallo is Sal, Lance Fenton is Jay, Danny Jeffcoat is Billy, Jill Tereshita is Franny, and Amelia Kincaid is Angela, also iconic. So, Night of the Demons, 1988, 10 teenagers head to an abandoned funeral home on Halloween night to party, get wild, get drunk, whatever. And as the night goes on, I mean, they start getting picked off one by one. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm very interested to really hear your thoughts because I didn't expect you to like it, but I didn't expect you to like not like it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. All the women, women are insufferable. The men, most of them are disgusting. A lot of the um, dialogue in this movie is bad. Uh, the demons, uh, I mean, they're cute. It's whatever. They look great. I think the demons, I think the horror aspects of this movie work, but I really don't think the movie has aged well um, right. at all. <laughs> it hasn't. Know if it was my tv and like i've watched things since so i know it wasn't my tv but like the sound quality on this fucking movie is terrible it sounds like it was recorded in like a tin box of some <laughs> sort and i know it's on purpose because like just like the pounding on the floor has like a different tinge to it like it's intentional but it's bad well 
when you're looking at this movie too, I mean, I, there was apparently like a lot of stuff behind the scenes kind of going wrong with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the director, first and foremost, Kevin, he, uh, Kevin Tenney, he is not a fan of horror movies. Like he didn't care for them when he went into this movie. He had never really even seen any type of slasher films before. He just wasn't into the genre. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, the writer of the film, Joe Augustine, was very into horror movies. He loved them. He loved slasher films. When he was making this movie, he wanted to make something that was reminiscent of the horror that he had been watching, but he wanted to make it different. He didn't want to make it a guy in a mask. He didn't want to make it like a traditional slash movie like we've seen so he kind of took mm-hmm. it into a different direction uh you know he's focusing on the demons and even when people are dying they're coming back and you know becoming antagonists to the protagonist so it it feels like it could have been like really successful in concept but i definitely think there was a lot of issues there um shout factory had a re-release of the film not too long ago on blu-ray which unfortunately the entire version of it is ripped and it's on youtube I mean, somebody better call Shaw Factory and tell them, but it's there. But there's also behind the scenes featurettes as well that are on YouTube. And in watching that and kind of researching, I mean, there was clear tension. Obviously, a lot of these producers and the director, they didn't get along with the writer. Uh, The egos were kind of bashing with each other, you know, men. And it was just, it wasn't really a calming time to be on that set unfortunately. The movie also was originally supposed to be called Halloween Party. It was literally going to be called Halloween Party all the way up until like right before it was released until like the very last second when Halloween's producer, Mustafa Akkad, ended up like threatening them legally. Um, So they had no choice but to change it at that point. Like super last minute, the animator who animated the beginning of the movie had to like immediately go in there and like try to fix the title. Like they couldn't afford to just like make a new animation. So they had to like, just like he had to create something and like just plaster over Halloween party. So I would love to see somebody go in there and like see if they could like digitally just rip it off like you know in photoshop's like drag it down right. and see the original title there but apparently like they just built an or they just created like a new title card and just stuck it on top of halloween party like it was so last minute everything was so chaotic a lot of script changes were happening apparently there was supposed to be a gay couple in this movie that we didn't get there was supposed to be and an interracial kiss. kiss yeah we didn't get that either because the producers and the director didn't want that in the movie so the writer again i really feel like and even if you like look at the movie and a lot of like the spooky scenes like I feel like he had a lot of good ideas and he obviously wanted to make it maybe a little bit more progressive especially for like Mm -hmm. the late 80s and studio interference um a director who doesn't like horror movies just kind of stood in his way and we kind of got this crazy messy really really problematic at times and like super outdated and really badly acted movie that I enjoy um, I enjoy the kills. The kills are all very enjoyable. Um, they're all very good, like practical wise. Like I feel like they've aged well. Like it's it's not like uh I don't feel like I'm on a the set of like a fucking theater <laughs> with a low budget. <laughs> they're they're well done. I do enjoy the kills, but just I don't know, like right off the bat. I have a problem with um, the piggly looking motherfucker, Stooge. Yeah. Um, He makes me uncomfortable. Um, He is, and I'm, I'm sure that's what he's supposed to be is the misogynistic piece of shit that like we don't fucking like, but um, I can't, it's very like, if you look back. Every man in this movie is misogynistic. Okay. But like. Not that he's any better. But they're right. all bad. But he's really probably the worst of them, I feel like. 
But the fact that I can palette Rob Zombie movies, but this bothers me says something. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, well, you know what? That nostalgia comes into play there. Because, again, I can say I like this movie and really enjoy it because I grew up watching it. So if you were yeah. like watching Rob Zombie movies at a time where maybe... Where I have today's mindset, yeah. Yeah, because if I watched this movie now in 2021, I probably would find some things that I do enjoy about it because I still really enjoy it. Like the music, I think is really, really fun. And like you said, a lot of like the practical effects that we see in it are just, they're really, really interesting. And Outfits like, are great. Yeah, the, uh, the costumes, although simple, are like really cute and iconic to me. Um, but yeah, the men are bottom of the barrel. The bar is in hell. The F word, the R word. Like, I'm surprised they didn't, like, insult the one Black character or even the one yeah. Asian character we have in this movie. I'm glad we didn't get any racial slurs towards them, but it just doesn't feel like it's aged well. I feel like a lot of terms can be reclaimed in a way by their respective communities, but the F word is just not one that I personally feel um, comfortable with at all. But this movie is crazy. <laughs> I will say though that the opening still like just gives me so much like warm fuzzy feelings. It definitely feels like so Halloween and like the animation. It feels like um like those ad breaks that you would see on Disney Channel, like where it's like random ghosts flying all over the screen. So it feels oh, like yeah. very Halloween. It gets me in the mood for Halloween. Not to mention that opening song is like iconic to me. Like I enjoy it immensely. Um, and I think it's a good time. I really enjoy the opening. It's yeah, probably my favorite part about the movie. It's just, it's so good. Like, I could watch it on the loop nonstop. Like, if we have a Halloween party, that's just going to be on the loop for at least an hour. It's so good. Right. Nice. They use the phrase dizzy bitch a lot. We hear the word bitch, like, immediately, twice. Like, in the first couple Oh, yeah. Of it, well, and he just is yelling at this girl. I don't know if she's supposed to be his girlfriend. I don't girlfriend. know who she is. I don't know why they hang out with him in general. At all. I think he's older, and I feel like I get the vibe that he's, like, the older guy that, like, buys people alcohol, and, like, so they invite him. But he's a terrible fucking person. Um, makes me uncomfortable right off the fucking bat. And then we go to the, uh, like, in the, we do get a really funny line in the grocery store, though. Where, like, whenever they're leaving, she is ask, uh, asking the staff after they stare at her vagina for a good probably <laughs> 10 minutes. She's like, do y'all have sour balls? And he's like, yeah, we sure do. And she said, that's too bad. You don't. We probably don't get very many blowjobs then. And I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> Let's, I love Linnea Quickly. Probably one of the only lines that stuck out to me in a good way. Yeah, she understands the assignment, I feel like, because she is just, like, so ridiculously sexual and, like, so over the top. I don't know what the memo was on set for these actors because they are all screaming their lines. And like you said, it's probably just, like, the audio quality, but it really feels like they are screaming their lines. Like, they are so loud for no reason. And they're also, like, their timing is very theater they're all pausing and giving each other time to get out their lines when in real life, that's not how conversations work. Yeah. It really feels like 
it, I mean, it feels like a movie. It doesn't feel believable. You know, and sometimes when you're watching a movie, you can get, I mean, the idea is to get lost in it. And just like, yeah, with some of those beats and with some of the dialogue and just some of the, you know, performances, it definitely is one of those things where it takes you out of the movie. It happens quite often. Um, I laugh a bunch when I watch this movie. I always have. Even as a kid, I thought this movie was so ridiculous. But like, if there's something about like, you know, being in a spooky house on Halloween with your friends and then, you know, demons just killing all of you and I don't know I loved it so much this is one of those movies where as a kid I would act it out with my toys it was one of those movies like I would just like play it out um, all the time just because it was like so fun and I enjoy it immensely still but yeah it's rough the characters are rough we meet Judy like right after we meet the first because I mean the first thing that we get like after the opening scene is Stooge in the car with Roger and Helen Helen is probably Although she's berated so much, still probably the most forgettable, useless character in this movie. She does nothing. Barely probably says the most annoying female. No, for sure. that has to be Judy. No. No? No. The fact, like, whenever she, anything that Helen does pisses me off because she's so, she do like, much. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's just much. like the way she, the way she cries, the way she like just her face. I just she's the like damsel in distress trope that like just irks my very fucking nerves. She didn't do enough for me to even think about her. Unfortunately, like she is just like there. And then Judy can drown in a lake for all I care. Judy is awful. Isn't she so bad? Okay, first and foremost, everybody in this movie is awful, except for, I really do enjoy Angela, um, just for the sake, because I love that dress. I love right. the dancing. Um, I just love how scary she looks. Uh, I enjoy her so much. Although, when she's fucking running through that convenience store with Santa's sack, I'm like, is nobody paying attention? Like, she right. stealing. There's other customers. And they just, they don't care. <laughs> they're literally like, not my fucking problem. Cause they're. I wouldn't care either to be honest. I don't care. But um, I, like nobody even gives her a second look. Like I would at least be like, damn, like you bold as fuck right now. That's crazy. <laughs> but like nobody even gives her, nobody looks up. I would have threw a Snickers in that bag or something. Like meet me outside. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice day. Right. I'll see you outside. But yeah, but it's because, you know, Susan's entire ass is just hanging out and honestly since I was a child I just wanted to be her I don't care like I just have always wanted to be like a sexual sexy seductress like you know full-on like Medusa siren of the sea kind of vibe so I'm gonna be the little minx I do I love when women just like use their sex appeal to make men look Mm -hmm. stupid um because they are men are so dumb and these two convenience store workers are so just like literally like just gawking at her and, but like they don't even think twice that she's been in this position for god knows how long at least five minutes she's just bent over and like they don't even think twice about it uh, but it's so funny i think she's hilarious uh i absolutely love linnea quickly um i love her performance in return in the living dead because that's also one of my favorite horror movies um so i really enjoy her in this movie i think it's really funny that she didn't think she would even fit the role because she's like, I can't play a high schooler. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But they casted her like immediately. So there's that. You know how horror movies are with their fucking casting choices. But right. I think she's great. I think her costume's really adorable also in this movie. I don't know what she's supposed to be. A sexy um, little bo peep Barbie. Yeah, sexy little bo peep. Um, Angela's, you know, sexy demon bride. Um, Judy is like, 
think she's Alice in Wonderland. Alice, yeah, Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Franny is Peter Pan? <laughs> it looks like it. She's cute. Franny is the only fucking character that I can vibe with in this movie. I, quite, I, I honestly agree. I think she's the only one that does. I mean. <sighs> I like Roger. Roger uh, and Franny. Roger's okay. He also has some moments where I'm like, you're doing a little too much for me when you make judy look like a hero i can't get behind you i'm so sorry when he is cowering at the end like i get it probably also me but if you are like that much of a little bitch where judy who's been a little bitch this whole movie is able to look like a badass in front of you you gotta get it together sir like you you gotta figure out what you're doing because if you're making her look good there's a problem uh, but I don't know. This movie is ridiculous. Also, I don't understand like the logistics between this jack-o'-lantern like staying on the roof of this car so easily when there's zooming around. I don't understand how it works. Right. I this movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And like the <laughs> demon is like a dragon. <laughs> it straight up looks like the dragon from Mortal Kombat. Mm, she, Whenever it, we look at it, and I like I Whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I get that it's supposed to be Suki. And but I was just like, I'm confused. Like, is there some type of lore to this or? I mean, they try to give us a backstory, obviously. Max. That who... didn't hit. I honestly feel like Max and Franny, although they don't do anything, I think they're probably like the most chill couple in oh, yeah. this movie. Like they're, they're, they're pretty down to earth. Max seems pretty well informed on everything and has taken the time to actually like research about the history of this place and you know franny seems to be pretty cool they bone in the coffin so they're cool for me uh but he gives us like the backstory like you know how like you know how it is with these movies the indians you know were here and they would refuse to step over the creek because you know the bad spirits and then the colonizers as always come and ruin everything and i guess it was like a whole bunch of horror stories that happened to these colonizers and it's a whole bunch of nonsense but I do enjoy like the little moment where he does give us a backstory because for some reason, I don't know why I completely forgot about that aspect of this movie. When I was rewatching it for the podcast, I was like, oh, I forgot like there was like a whole backstory to like the land that they were on. Not that it's creative or original in any way, uh, but it's interesting to like at least have some type of backstory there because really everything else in this movie is face value. So it's nice to at least have some type of story. The lore doesn't mention a fucking dragon. So <laughs> <laughs> really does it? Um what is so funny when uh when you're watching the making or when they're uh when I was watching that making a feature for this movie, uh like the producers and everything were like pretty much saying straight up, like when they went into this movie, they didn't want to make a movie and they succeeded, um, but they didn't want to make a movie with backstory, they didn't want to make a movie with like crazy character depth, like they just wanted to make a crazy horror movie. And I guess in that regards they succeeded. Because these characters... nobody has a single ounce of depth. Everybody's shallow as fuck. So shallow. Um, yeah. Susan no. is like immediately like when she has like her second line when she leaves the store is like, I just want to look pretty for the boys. And I'm like, that's that's always like you from did her. invite boys, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they better be cute boys. I mean, all, me when I've had two shots, but like that is where her character starts and ends. Like that's. All she is, mm-hmm. and it she's is. She's a little H wordy. <laughs> she is H word hours all the time, twenty four seven. But if I look like that in that cute little pink dress, I probably would be doing the exact same thing. I have thought it and bought it on Halloween night 
a few times myself. So I definitely understand like the energy that's present on that night because you are horny on Halloween. I think Halloween exists like solely for candy, scares, and sex. That, that's what Halloween is about to me. And I think she's, she's succeeding in the holiday tradition. <laughs> <laughs> me um, but yeah so anyways they're going to this random abandoned funeral home uh, apparently you know the people who used to live there one of them they don't know who one of them killed everybody else and then committed suicide you know so they're deciding to party on this place what's so funny to me is um when they're talking about this story in the car and Franny goes, wow, I can't believe we're going to party here. I was like, that would be my whole entire vibe too. Somebody's like, somebody was brutally murdered in this house. They fucking, their head was ripped from their, from their, from their shoulders and fucking tossed into the lake behind it. And then they fucking ate the rest of their body. And I'd be like, wow, so crazy that we're going to party here. So that would be me. Same energy, Franny. I appreciate it. <laughs> She's one of the only people that dressed up, so. Uh, Really, honestly, besides Max, none of the guys dressed up. So that just shows you how pathetic these men are in this movie. Fucking Scooge or whatever his name is. He's uh, just a pig nose. Which, I mean, yeah. even, I imagine he's an awful character, but like how lowbrow for these people, the writers, the director, or just for like the studio heads and the producers, just to make the fat guy be a pig or just wear a right. pig nose the whole movie. That's also, I mean, he's awful. I mean, I mean, I don't know the personal, I don't know the actor personally either. So I don't know if he's awful or not, but like, let's just give us like the lowest form of comedy by putting a pig nose on the fat guy. Boring. Right. So predictable. Oh, Roger has an outfit though too, right? He's like a pirate, I think. I'm uh, yeah, I guess I never really noticed, but now that you say it, yeah. Because um, he's like running around this movie terrified Just terrified like from the jump which is great you know good i'm glad that i mean him and helen both are like just over it from the beginning he's literally like my daddy's a preacher i know that i don't need to be There's here, and he tries to here. Leave. we got yeah. it he's like here. but the vibes are off and he's ready to go <laughs> okay you know what let's kind of go back to the beginning a little bit here i judy as our final girl is just so bad she is just like so uninteresting to me and when she's at home like getting ready and talking to jay who's also just so vanilla and so boring i would fuck him yes but boring as can be um it's just like their whole dialogue is boring they're boring characters and it's just it's awful i was just gonna say like in this scene her little brother compliments her tits and that's very uncomfortable. Like I have two younger brothers, like, and in no world would my brothers compliment anything about my physical appearance. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't want to be like, well, that's because me and my brother aren't close, but like, that's just not something that you do. Yeah. Ever. It's a little awkward. I mean, he, I guess it's supposed to be just like a little shit. And maybe he like says that to like make her uncomfortable, but even then it just, it doesn't equate to him being a good person in the long run because it really is awkward. But I, girl, the whole entire scene with him and Sal and on the porch, first off, Sal is creepy. Like, why are you just hanging around this girl's house? Like, mm-hmm. go do something. Like, I think they're supposed to be like, again, obviously the movie gives us nothing, but they're supposed to be like some type of romance or some type of connection between the two. And they literally barely interact with each other. Like, I, I, 
I could care less. Like he's standing around her house like a freak. And then he just like randomly pops up at the party that he wasn't invited to to be around her. But then like they don't interact with each other at all. Like he doesn't try to like come up to her. There's no conflict between him and Jay. Like it just like Jay mentions it once when Judy doesn't want to have sex with him because why would she? And he's like, oh, we all know about you and Sal. And I'm like, do we? What? What? What, what do you know? What do you know that I don't know? Because usually the movie hasn't told me. I don't know about this at all. Yeah. And Sal even kills himself for Judy in the end, pretty much. And like, is it supposed to be romantic? I don't know. I don't know how we're supposed to feel. It's just weird to me. But the exchange between Sal and the little boy on the front porch, I don't know why. It gives me like rated R Goosebumps vibes. Like the acting is just like that cheesy. Or like I literally thought I was watching an episode of Goosebumps for a little bit there. Betray my beloved sister for a coin. I was for like, a measly what? corner, he says. A measly corner, yeah. <laughs> Full goosebumps vibes. I was just like, what? <laughs> Girl, I cannot do. Um, okay, so anyway, so they get to the house. Everybody's hanging out. Uh, they have, I mean, as a... Growing up, I thought this party was so fucking lame. Like, I know they're supposed to be having a party and they still have 10 characters in this movie to make it feel probably a little bit more grand. But I always thought the party was super lame. But now, like, watching it, like, in a modern sense, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, first off, I don't even have 10 friends. But, like, even if it was five of us hanging out in, like, a haunted house with strobe lights and good music, I probably would have a good time. So now watching it, I definitely can get down with, like, the spooky party vibe. The strobe light's really fun. Um, the music's really interesting. Um, I think it's great for like Halloween spooky vibes. I'm so down for this whole party. Yeah. Whenever the one character brings out the strobe light, she's like, my mom was an acid head. I found it in her closet. I was like, <laughs> who said it? Quick, who said it? Ding, 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 ding. I don't know because I don't know anybody's <laughs> name. <laughs> well, it was Helen. Helen brought the strobe light, I believe. So we don't know much about her, but we know her mom was into acid at one point. So that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> well, my thing is, is like, what do, does acid and like a strobe light have in common? Because I'm pretty sure somebody who trips on acid, like, yeah, well, my understanding strobing in your face, like, that. yeah, my understanding is like psychedelics, and so like colorful stuff and like free-flowing hippie type shit not some fucking strobe light where somebody's scaring the fuck out of me like assaulting one of your senses like i don't think you want to have your senses like fully assaulted like that if you're like on a psychedelic trip i haven't had many psychedelics um acid being one of them so i like i don't know like the experience there but i don't know if strobe lights are going to be like something that i would like desire to have during my acid trip so that was very strange strobe lights make me uncomfortable sober Oh, some, I mean, I don't know. In this movie, they're kind of cool. The dancing's kind of fun. Um, speaking of dancing, Susan immediately starts, you know, gyrating and like humping the fire. And the way that every man in this house just stops and stares and like doesn't even like think twice about it. They are just like entranced by this woman. And, you know, good for her. She could have her pickings of anybody she wanted in this house. But it's just so funny to me that like they are immediately like just drooling over just stop her. and stare just stopping and staring and like the girls are just like hanging out and i was like yeah they're just vibing yeah they don't care i was like franny i would go and like start grabbing this bitch by her hair and swing her around if she was like literally shaking her ass in my boyfriend's face like what is happening and she goes up there and is a better person than i and she's like 
gives him a beer and like gets him a, away from her. But like, I would have been like, bitch, fucking spear like Edge from the WWE into that fucking fire. Like the fucking like WrestleMania 22 vibes, Edge spearing Mick Foley through a flaming table. That would have been me with fucking Susan. I would have fucking speared her into the fire. The house is so old. We probably crashed. We probably would have crashed through the fucking. <laughs> Y'all would have found the crematorium way faster than we do. <laughs> the movie would have ended faster because I fucking took that bitch to the basement. Right. Um, but I, it's just so funny how these men are just so quick to just be like, and then the awkward dancing, like when they all get up because the strobe lights there and they're like just like bopping around. And the fact that Jay, right in front of Judy's face, doesn't even say anything. He just like looks at Susan and just walks away. I was like, bitch, the way I would have went and grabbed him by his hair and speared him through the fire after that. What the <laughs> fuck? You're just fighting everybody in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the whole party has very tense vibes. Obviously, nobody really cares for each other. Um, so I was waiting for somebody to throw a punch at some point, and it doesn't happen, unfortunately. Because I surely mm. would have punched Stooge if he called, if he yelled at me at that tone of voice. And so, like, if he called me a bitch one time, it would have been lights out, speared through the fire. That's like- <laughs> all he says. That's all he calls, refers to anybody as his bitch. Literally, especially the women, obviously. They're all bitches to him. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you are awful. But anyways, as they kind of start dancing and whatnot, like they hear spooky sounds or whatever. So they decide to do a seance. Uh, I have never heard of a past life seance. Um, so is that something that you've heard of? Um, no, I know that people can do like past life regression and stuff like that to like see what happened. And I know it's like a big old deep practice, but I don't know how like the seances work or if that's actually a thing. Hmm, interesting yeah because it seems kind of i mean it's i mean it just feels very simple like they're not even like saying anything really like they're just staring into a mirror and just like hoping for the best which i mean you're not supposed to stare into mirrors like very long anyways yeah because like supposedly that gives your the shadow time to fucking like switch over and shit so yeah you're supposed to like if you have a mirror facing your bed or something like when you go to sleep you're supposed to like either cover it with a blanket or like turn it the other way i used to do that all the time um because like it just yeah mirrors are like a portal obviously it's like another world really uh but like they're just sitting in front of this mirror just like hoping for the best and it works i guess because you know fucking smog from fucking the hobbit decides to pop up in the mirror and (laughs) we're just like okay and helen's like the only one that sees him and then she also sees what looks like to me susan's face like hitting yeah the mirror yeah that's what it looks like and she freaks out and judy bless her heart i mean she's at least the only one with a heart in this place but my gosh just the way she says helen is just like so un- like how do you make saying somebody's name sound so unbelievable you know what i'm saying like how are you that bad at saying somebody's name and just the way that helen curls up and just fucking cries and whines i just i cannot dude i just want to kick her that's the one time where i was like kind of on scooge scooch stooge that was like the one time that i was on stooge's side where he's just like what the fuck is her problem? Like, she's being annoying. I'm like, yeah, she is. But, like, also, <laughs> fuck you. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The way I would have left this party so fast if I was there. So Yeah, fast. no. That, it would have been, like, one of those, um, that TikTok trend that's going around where, like, you're supposed to be able to, 
see if you can read like your face, your friend's facial expressions, but they're like, let's go. <laughs> that uh, would have been me just like looking at you like, <laughs> let's get out of here. Honestly, I would have left so fast. It was a rough go. But after like the whole seance scene, like obviously that awakens up the spirits in the house, I guess the evil spirits, they, this crazy ass POV shot, like zooms from the basement, from the crematorium, all the way up the stairs and it's like trying to figure out which kid it wants to possess and it settles on susan um you know because why not and like she <laughs> immediately is just like get the fuck out of here roger and uh helen like attacks them for no reason <laughs> and they all decide to split up after this too like everybody's like let's just go and have sex pretty much is what they decide to do and susan decides to take stooge to go to the bathroom with her um, I should. I, the funniest line though is when uh when Sal's like pissed off that she's taking Stooge and he's like, he's so fat. And she's like, Well, maybe I want pork tonight or something like that. And I was like, that was pretty funny. Ugh, the fat jokes of the 80s are something. Oh, so bad. I mean, the 80s in general, like the humor just was, you know, she's a little rough these days, but right. So Susan makes out with Angela for like a hot second to possess her as well. And then Angela, I mean, she just turns into, like, head bitch so fast. She wasn't even the first one possessed, but, like, whatever she sucked out of Susan surely made her the head bitch because she just turns into, like, fucking demon enchantress of the underworld. And when this bitch starts fucking just interpretive dancing in front of that fire with the strobe lights going, the fucking song is, uh, it's called Stigmata Martyr by Bay House or Ba House. And mm-hmm. she is just giving her best life. The actual actress, like she choreographed this on her own. Like, I don't right. know. Living her best life. This was her moment. Flashing the panties. She was spinning around. Her outfit is so cute. So cute. Like, I wish, I just wish I owned something like this. Like, I would just walk around the house in a dress like this constantly if I had some, if I owned it, truly. Black thong and everything. Garters. The whole set, like I just would wear it. The whole nine. The whole nine. I would be floating down the stairs also if I owned this dress. I just, it's so gorgeous. And the dancing and the strobing, <laughs> the strobe lights, uh, it just adds to like the, I don't know, like just the sense of like enjoyment I get from her. It's just like a fun little scene. Sal is so funny to me because he's just like, I gotta get out of here with you. Yeah, he's dancing. like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he's just like this is just uncomfortable i gotta get out right. of here it's pretty funny well and he watches for like a hot minute and then like eventually he's like okay well yeah that was fun but i'm gonna go he's like at first it was kind of hot but now it's a little weird and i probably should get out of here um and Stooge pops up after this, too. I mean, there's a whole moment where he goes, like, to the bathroom with Susan and, like, nothing really happens. She bites like, his tongue later, right? No, Angela no, does No, Angela that. does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because Susan goes in the bathroom and is, like, she disappears. And so Stooge goes back downstairs and, like, sounds like something's wrong with this Angela bitch. And Stooge is like, oh, oh, yeah, that means I have a chance, I guess. And so, he like, he walks up and, like, she literally just fucking rips his tongue out hot love it the blood down her face with the strobe lights going is just iconic to me obsessed with that shot quite honestly with this movie the storyline is bare like we that we're like we're pretty much in it really honestly like the last 40 minutes are just these people getting knocked out one by one pretty much so let's kind of just go through each one of them i guess because 
they all just get knocked off. So Stooge obviously gets his tongue bitten out. Um, Susan and Angela really don't die. They just get possessed and like turn everybody else into demons along the way. Um, right. Which I think is kind of great because it was their party originally. So I think it's nice mm. that they... They're the hosts with the most. Yeah. So they just start killing people left and right. Um, at one point, Jay does, again, try to have sex with Judy. And like there's that whole thing. And he walks away because he's a loser in a blazer on Halloween. Men are pigs. That's fine. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, as we can tell with Stu's, uh, Stooge's nose, men are pigs. Um, but yeah, so he walks away. So he ends up, of course, running into Susan, who's just by herself, you know, putting lipstick all over her face. Not before Sal finds her, though, and is also like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> like, what is that? Right. Sal just walks in and it's just like, all women are crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, what is wrong with you bitches? Uh, but Jay finds her and gets rock hard immediately because her tits are out because we just see her fucking take her lipstick, which my God, I can, I cannot tell you like, just like the effect that the scene had on me as a kid for no reason. Like, I just thought it was so cool, but just the way she just swirls that lipstick around her little prosthetic <laughs> titty and just shoves it on. Shoves it in. I was... Like the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Girl, it is like literally like a what the fuck am I? Yeah, watching? I was like, where is it going? <laughs> like, is that what makes her feel most beautiful? It's like just shoving this lipstick in her titty. And like I get uncomfortable when her finger goes in and like digs around for a little bit there. Right. It's a lot, but it's like breathtaking for some reason like i don't know it's like so cool and like it looks great and like when her finger comes out her tit looks perfect like no blemish like nothing a, mo- a movie magic if i would ever if i've ever seen movie magic before oh my god but yeah jay walks in on her again dick is hard as a rock already like she is on her knees starts unzipping his pants and they go to pound town she you know we get a little a little a little bit of the beaver here. Linnea Quigley does not shy away from just showing us her posts at any second, which I mean, love her for it. It's iconic. Um, but she just prances on over to this dick. She prances to the dick. I mean, relatable content and just squats down. Nope. Lubrication, no preparation. She's a demon, of course. Um, but she just they've prances. been wa- the demons have been waiting for who <laughs> yeah. knows how long. <laughs> they've been so. waiting for fresh meat and literally fresh me literally fresh me sits on it and then just fucking gouges his eyes out with her thumbs Iconic. looks like little grapes just <laughs> you know it's nasty uh max and franny get like the quickest well, actually helen probably gets the quickest death because she just disappears and then they throw her onto the car and like scare roger and that's about it oh yeah roger and like helen are outside and apparently also the gates disappeared so that's their right. plot and then roger just goes and sleeps in the car for like an hour roger tried to run away like in the very beginning of the movie and we forgot about him towards the end yeah, he, didn't, he didn't really pop up until the end. Again, like he randomly pops up in the middle after Helen goes missing just to see her die. And then he pops up again at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but Max and Franny, like they're literally getting buck wild inside of a coffin. Would you ever fuck inside of a coffin like this? Um, Logistics say no. My moral compass says no. What if uh, it's a brand new coffin? Like it never been used, not sitting in a creepy abandoned funeral home. If it's big... Okay, so like, say logistics could make it happen, and it was a brand new coffin. I mean, whatever. Right. But I'd be I'd be scared that the lid 
would fall on me. Well, one of my biggest th- fears is like being like buried alive. Um, so I would be afraid that literally what happens, I would get fucking my neck snapped and get locked in a fucking. <laughs> Uh, but they're going at it. And like, I mean, not really, honestly. She's just like sitting on his dick. A lot of sitting on the dick in this movie. Yeah, and she's literally like, I don't know what he does. But she's like, I don't bend that way. Yeah, I'm confused. What are you bending? Because like, ideally, you would be like on your knees over his lap, right? What do you mean? Like, she would be on her knees. Well, she is, right? Like, she's on her knees. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, like, what's bending that, like, doesn't bend? I I, I also don't get that. Right. Um, Unless you're trying to, like, like, did he ask her something that we didn't hear about? I don't know. But she's literally like, ow, babe, I don't bend that way. I'm like. It really makes no sense. And also. Everybody's tits are so oh, perky. perky and like round and like we see a lot of tits in horror, like a lot. Right. But like they usually have like a little bit of uh, variety to them. But everybody, everybody in this movie has the same pair of tits. And this movie, yeah, they are perky. They are at attention. So I wonder if like their actual these are their actual tits. I would assume so, right? But why does everybody have the same tit? I don't get it. I mean, Linnea Quigley really does have tits like that. Like, again, she's also completely naked and returned to the living dead. She looks Mm. exactly the same. Um, Okay. So her tits just look like that. I'm assuming that's Franny's body as well. Like, I'm assuming that's the actress's body. I would assume so. It's just weird that they have the same pair of tits. Yeah, they really are, like, almost identical. But Stooge is, like, in the room, comes and snaps her neck. Probably the most anticlimactic death in the movie besides Helen. Like, he mm-hmm. snaps her neck, and it doesn't even have, like, they didn't even, like, dub in, like, some type of, like, cracking. Sound. No. He literally snaps her neck, and she falls forward on her boyfriend, which is awkward. Right. Very awkward. And then, like, so he starts, like, slamming the coffin lid. On his arm, yeah. Yeah, on his arm. But, like, would that kill you? You know what I mean? Like... I don't, I don't know. It was enough blood, and like, I guess. Also, like, so, like, say you slam, you slam my arm in the coffin. Like, my reaction would be to pull my arm inside the coffin. But he just leaves it out. I think it's because, like, her body's on him, maybe, and his arm can't. Maybe. Or it gets broken, like, the first fucking, fucking slam. So he can't move it, maybe? I don't know, but. You know what's so funny with this? Um... When Stu's like first slams it down on his arm, there's like no reaction, and he picks it up and he slams it again, and then he starts screaming. So he ah. doesn't he doesn't respond to the first slamming at Maybe all. Maybe shock. He's shocked that his girlfriend just got her fucking neck snapped directly in front of. Him. Well, his and dick he's is probably inside he's her. still inside of her, right? Right. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, his arm we don't see it happen but we find out later that his arm came off and i guess that was enough to kill him right so good for him um but yeah that's pretty much it like after they died like we're pretty much already already only having three characters left so roger sal and helen or or not helen and judy are just like here like they're running around the house acting foolish just like running from room to room while these demons are hunting them i laugh when sal like runs or tries to get out and like angela's literally burning her hands in the fire (laughs) <laughs> Iconic. I love it. Okay. How do we feel about 
the demons in this movie like do we genuinely think that they're pretty scary looking i think they're terrifying personally yeah they're um for 80s horror for sure they're they don't hold up like i wouldn't i probably wouldn't be that scared if i saw this like in a haunt right now um just because i feel i feel like effects have come a long way um but i feel like they're good for their time for sure i think it stands i think they're still pretty spooky like if i really if i saw that in my house running towards me what that's always different that's fucking (laughs) getting caught off guard okay yeah but if i went to a haunt and like saw you know leatherface or something i probably also wouldn't be like super scared but like in the vein of like being in the scenario i think they're pretty spooky especially like with how fast they change into these creepy looking things whenever um she's fucking jay is that his name right yeah, whenever she's like, don't look at me. I don't know why <laughs> it scares. I don't know. That went, that part's genuinely pretty spooky to me. Um, I think it's probably because, I mean, I'll get like me during sex. I'm like, make sure you look at me in the right angles, baby. Right. So I definitely, like, there's like a deep insecurity with that whole like delivery. And I definitely felt like, because yeah, I felt a little unsettling for like a second. It felt like really, and of course Jay ruins it. And he's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you saying? You stupid bitch. I mean, he doesn't do all that, but like his energy is just like, shut up yeah. and my dick. And I just like, there's no empathy there at all from him. But like right. she generally sounds like concerned there for a little bit. So it's a little like concerning, but she morphs into that creepy ass demon right away and just fucking shoves her thumbs in his eyes. So it works out in the end. I think that's probably my favorite death. I think, yeah. Hmm. I think so too, quite honestly. Like it's very simple, but I like it. Yeah, I think it is the best death in the movie as well. Uh, but yeah, as like Roger and Sal are like running around the house, they find Judy. Roger freaks out because Angela's floating down the hallway. So he runs off mm-hmm. and disappears. And Sal and... <laughs> And Judy are by themselves for a little bit. And that's when they find Susan with fucking Jay. I love her lines in this movie, I swear to God. Because when they find them and she's just there with Jay's dead body and she goes, how about an orgy when everybody walks in? I think it's so Mm -hmm. funny. And then she gets up and literally punches Sal through a fucking window. (laughs) Also very funny to me. And fucking Judy runs around like a little bitch. And I don't know why, but the run, Judy run, see Judy run line delivery. My family would say that so often for some reason. I don't know why that was something that stuck out to them. But it's, it's now like one of my favorite lines because they would always yell that at us. Like when we were like running around or we were scared or something. Like they would always say that. So huh. I love it. Yeah, that's literally the movie. And then like everything else just kind of happens. Like they run around a little bit. Judy finds max and franny because max's hand attacks her um and that's you know she runs from them and then she runs to the roof uh roger's outside and she's so stupid doesn't jump like doesn't try to escape like you are legitimately fighting demons from hell and you're gonna just sit here and cry on the roof sure go off and sal's like also like randomly on the roof like waiting for her or something because he comes from like right he got punched out the window and then just waited on the roof yeah, he, he got punched out of a window, but, like, the next time we see him, he's on the roof. So I'm right. very confused about it. But Angela pops up, and, like, he's like, no, Judy! And again, like, they have maybe said, like, two things to each other, but, like, we're supposed to be heroic when he literally throws him and Angela off this building and kills himself. It's not really heroic. And even when Judy sees him, she's just like, <gasps> she says that one time, and then she's just there, like, hanging. And 
uh, Stormy, I cannot tell you how annoying it is when she's just hanging there. And I'm like, it's probably, I mean, I don't know. The drop is probably scary, but it's not that far. Just drop. What are you doing? Right. It's just foolish to me. So foolish. This whole movie, girl. Girl. But Sue pops up. They get scared. They run to the crematorium. You know, Roger has like a mental breakdown and Judy has to fucking break the pipes to like fucking MacGyver herself a flamethrower to burn Stooge and Angela. And then they run from the crematorium. They run outside. All the fucking demons. Oh, well, first, I always... I always applaud anybody in a horror movie who just jumps through a window because honestly, in the moment, I also would just throw my body weight through a glass <laughs> window to escape. So shout out to Roger because when they're in the like main hallway of the house, like at the very end and all the demons are surrounding him, he does not hesitate. He bails, dude. Throws his body through a window and I respect it. I commend him. You don't see that often in horror where they just fucking toss themselves through windows. And I I always understand. So I love that he did that. And then Judy just decides to stand there for a little bit more and just like soak it all in, I guess, for a little bit longer. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with her. But she then follows him and they escape pretty much. Like they climb over the wall with barbed wire, which is pretty badass, I would say. Like I don't think I could rip onto barbed wire like that to crawl over a wall. I probably would have just died. Right. I would have too. This much weight onto some barbed wire ain't gonna happen. I, I wouldn't. I just, I couldn't. And also like when Judy's hanging in there, the demons who have been running around just like murdering people left and right, like don't have any more effort, I guess, to just like rip her. They're tired. Yeah, they're t- They're like, the sun is coming up, baby. We clock out in five minutes and Angela's there like, probably like the fucking boss, like yelling at them. And they're just like, no, ma'am, we're clocking out in for the next 364 days. Yeah. We got to like, go. sounds like next shift's problem. <laughs> I said, it sounds like the next stupid teenagers are going to have to get all this energy. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the movie is so simple. It really honestly doesn't do much. It doesn't like redefine the genre in any way. It was just like a silly little movie that was released in the 80s, you know, in the middle of every other little silly movie that was coming out in the 80s. But again, like, it's one of those things where nostalgia is so heavy with this movie for me that I I still thoroughly enjoy it. Can't relate, but it was an experience. Um, <laughs> I don't regret watching it. I do regret the fact that I had to watch it literally five times to get it get through the entire movie because I kept falling asleep. Um, we I will give. Um, I'll give the movie a little credit and say that it's probably because I'm still sick. Um, right. But it, yeah, that was an experience. I will not be returning to this movie personally. Oh, I watch um, it every year. Yeah. And I, we've, <laughs> we've covered or we've mentioned it and I've seen it on horror Twitter. Like a lot of people really do enjoy this movie and that's, it's just not my tea. It doesn't have to be. For me, it really does come down to growing up with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, the opening. Again, I could watch that opening a million times over and never get bored of it. Um, and yeah, some of the scenes, obviously. Mostly, you know, Susan, Truly, and Angela really are just like the standout. Like anything that they do is like really interesting and like really fun to me. Um, but yeah, beyond that, everything else is just kind of rough. Uh, the but you know the dialogue's bad the acting's bad um every single character is insufferable nobody's redeemable in my eyes um and yeah that's like i mean yeah it's like it's not 
good, but like I can't hate it. I really can't. It is nostalgia heavy for me. Um, and even in its faults, like, I don't know. I really enjoy it. If we were to rate it, what would we rate it out of four or out of five? I don't know. What should we do for this? Um, lipstick tits. Titty lipstick. What's funny for this movie? Nothing. That's the problem. What would we rate uh, out of five pig noses? <laughs> uh, I'm sitting at like a steady like 1.8. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to just give it one. I was like, no, like no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably will give it three. I will give it three out of five pig noses just because the opening's really good. The music's really great. Um, Angela's scenes are great. The dancing's great. The biting out Stooge's tongue is great. Um, her lines are also really fun. Susan's scenes are great. Um, honestly. Yeah. Susan and Angela are the reason this movie gets three stars. Everybody else is pretty bad. Um, but it's still tradition for me. I watch it every year. It's so much fun. It's so silly. I love to get very, very, very high and watch this movie. So I love it. <laughs> is it good? No, but I enjoy it immensely. I feel like everybody should give it a watch, if only to say that you watched it. No, definitely. This is one of those horror movies where like, if you're like really into horror, you have to watch it at least one time. You definitely yeah. do. Because it's one of those things where, I mean, like Stormy says, like for a lot of people within the horror community, it's talked about pretty frequently, especially around Halloween time, for sure. Like I see it pop up every year. I watch it every year around Halloween time. It's like, you know, Halloween, this movie. I mean, there's a few options. Uh, but this is one of the ones that I do make sure to watch every year, just because it's a classic to me, really, in terms of like my childhood. Also, really cool fun fact, I did not know that Angela, her aunt was Rue McClanahan, who's Blanche from the Golden Girls. So that makes me love this movie even more. Wow, love that for her. And Rue McClanahan came to set. So the fact that she, the icon, the legend, Blanche, was on the set of this movie, this awful B-horror movie in 1988, and like in the middle of the Golden Girls, like, the height of the golden girls like this is around the time that the show had started like the fact right. that she gave this movie the time of the day just to like walk onto set it's like check. oh my niece is in a movie yeah like the fact that her feet were on the set of this movie right it's enough for me to watch it for the rest of my life blanche is an icon if you were a golden girl who would you be oh, oh dorothy yeah yeah for sure i don't know who i would be definitely dorothy maybe a little bit I always feel like I'm like a mix between Dorothy and Sophia just because like they're the most snappy. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like I have like some dumb moments sometimes like Rose. But I definitely feel like Dorothy is probably like the one I'd resonate with the most. I feel like I'm a little Blanche. Oh, yeah. And a little Sophia. Okay. Yeah, that really is your vibe. I wish I could be Blanche. I just don't have like that sex. Oh, I mean, vibe. I don't. I don't but I get around. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know how to say that appropriately. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the appeal's not there, but like I have a, I have a niche. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your pussy walls are clapping constantly. We get it. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean okay. I literally got come in my the other day and literally could not believe it. <laughs> So, Dude, whenever you texted me that, I was like, oh. The pot calling the kettle black, baby. So whatever. I have not had that in a long time. And I was like, I am not envious of you in the Wait, slightest. Like, one, two, one, two. 
It's like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I like got punched in the eye with cum. It was crazy. Straight in the eye. I Literally, hate my it. eye was closed for the rest of the <laughs> night. Like it was that irritated, honey. It was rough. I watched the... swimmers just <laughs> swimming in with their contacts. Girl, my eye was blowing up. She's pregnant. It was that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched a whole episode of Survivor like one eye. I was like, mm-hmm. It was really rough. Now that I'm on antibiotics, be ready for a couple of uh, location drops. Just saying. Okay, well, spooky season month. Honestly, probably one of the most silliest little movies to start this month with. I love it. It's one of my Halloween traditions, which is why I forced Stormy to watch it for this month. She didn't like it, but you know what? We'll try again next time. To be um, fair, there's several movies that I've done that to Adrian, so it's only fair that like it's returned every once in a while. I mean, quite honestly, out of everything we watched, probably the Rob Zombie movies. Um, yeah, see, I'm not like, I'm not a big fan of the devil's rejects for whatever reason. I don't know why it just doesn't like hit with me. Uh, but I really enjoy house of a thousand corpses. It's like one of my favorite horror movies. And it's on my list to watch this month because it's one of those things. I mean, we talked about it, obviously when we like talked about it earlier this year, last year, I don't even remember when we talked about that movie. We did it with Bobby, I think is when we actually like talked about it. Yeah. But, um, like I said, it was going to be one of those movies like watch every year at Halloween now. And it's on my list to watch this month for sure. I really enjoy that movie. But yeah, Devil's Rejects really didn't hit it for me. Um, and rewatching 13 Ghosts, it was like one of the ones I thought was like, oh, wow. Yeah, she's pretty bad. 13 Stay Ghosts. Alive. Was that even my? Yeah, it was. Stay Live was really bad. Um, <laughs> House of the Dead was really bad. You know, House of the Dead was all you, honey. Not okay, me. But you know what? She was bad. Don't try and put that on me. Okay, but you know what? But you know what? Uh, but that's one of the ones I also really like growing up. But like, I knew it was bad as a kid. This one was one of the ones where I was like, it's kind of silly, but like, it's really, really enjoyable. And like, I yeah. still really enjoy it. like if this, if you watch it for the first time in 2021, definitely go in with like some, you know, just put some, you know, be warned. Uh, you know, some of it is it just isn't, it's not dated well. Again, yeah, like Stormy and I said earlier, they dropped some words that just don't really hit like they thought they would probably hit fucking 40 years later right um, some of the jokes don't hit like they probably thought they would hit 40 years later um, i start to wonder if they even hit in the 80s probably i i mean honestly probably everybody was so coked out back then they probably don't even know what's oh. happening um especially those producers and these people who are like no we can't see gays on the screen but let's Drop the F-bomb, at least. We can't see them because we hate them. Let's make fun of them. So, whatever. That's such a gross word. It Honestly, everything that they say in this movie is gross. True. But the music's banging. Angela's an icon. Susan is hilariously horny. And it's a great time. So definitely check it out if you've never seen it. Um, Again, pre-warned, it hasn't really aged too well. Um, There is a remake uh, 2009 remake that is available to stream on Amazon Prime. Um, Night of the Demons 1988, I don't believe is available to stream anywhere. Um, it's it is on, on um, Peacock right now for free. Is it? It is. I mean, you have to watch commercials, but yes. Okay, cool. Well, go to Peacock for free. Honestly, if you're a horror fan this month anyways, you have to have Peacock on deck anyways because Halloween Kills is dropping on Peacock later this month, so... You should have it anyways if you're a horror. We're gonna see it in theaters though, bitch. Yes. Also, everybody, please. I mean, not that I'm expecting anybody to just like randomly start sending me spoilers or their thoughts or anything, but avoid I will, it. Don't talk I will to me cut about you. It. I will genuinely fly to wherever the fuck you are and you will catch these hands. I have waited far too fucking long. Um, 
I will fight not, you. Not trying to kill our listeners. Oh my god. I didn't god. say kill. I said catch these hands. Run everybody. Run, Judy, run. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's wrap it up this uh week. It's been a chaotic start to spooky season month. I'm so excited to talk about some more movies. We have some very interesting choices this month, I will say. Everything very Halloween themed, obviously. Stormy has never seen Hell House. So I'm so excited to make her watch Hell House. She has also never seen Hell Bent, which is the gayest horror Halloween movie you could ever see. I'm so excited for her to watch it. Um, I'm really putting Stormy through the ringer this month, if we're being quite honest. And, uh, you know, but she's also, you know, she she wanted creepypastas, though, and those scare me. So we're torturing each other this month. Honestly, that's just our friendship in general. <laughs> We're like, mm, okay. But you know what? Thanks everybody for joining us. Um, it was a fun week. We'll be back next week. Uh, we will be discussing Hell House next week. We do have a bonus episode of Creepy Pastas that we're going to drop, surprise drop whenever you're ready for it. So get prepared. And there'll be a few other things that we decide to pull out this month. So Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. You can email us at slash herpod at gmail.com. And yeah, it's spooky season. Stay spooky, guys. Spooky season. Stay spooky. Don't die and don't eat the candy if there's razor blades in it oh my god before we go sorry uh the ending scene with the old lady and the old man when she kills him with their homemade apple pie and she goes she literally just kisses him on the forehead yeah and she goes happy, happy halloween, halloween. iconic honestly that's goals honestly if you if you spoil halloween kills that's how you're dying just so you know okay well happy halloween dear stay spooky bye, bye.